Hello everyone again. I just thought I'd just do this quick podcast because I've just come up with a bit of an idea. So um, I've never been um, completely self-published. Um, I've got three books out um, and have done since ongoing from 2019. And I specialise in writing either narcissistic characters inspired by real people um, or actually fact-based books about narcissists um, and understanding them. Why do they do what they do? How can we avoid them? So and I write as L. W. Hawksby, but I have quite a few manuscripts finished and I have one edited. So it's really, that one's kind of ready to go, although I suspect I'll have to just do another, run my an, an eye through it again. But we've fully self-published. I say we, my partner's really heavily helped me with this. Uh, fully self-published my fourth book, which is the one with 30 tips to instill and maintain the no contact lifestyle with the narcissist in your life so it's not called no contact no narc and um, that's hardback or softback and i'm waiting for my test copy which should be here next three or four days um, and if that looks good we'll go to print um so no contact no narc should hopefully 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 be physically actually on sale um finally by this time next week so and my partner's very good at it. I'm shite at it, but we've decided to start um, self-publishing ourselves. Um, and that's kind of, there's a financial reason to that. It costs uh, £900 for me to use my hybrid publisher, although the commission is that bit better. Um, and there's no, there's no contract, which I like, because with traditional publishing, they, they always tie you into a contract where you have to sell a certain number of books. So it all sounds great. Oh, Penguin, you know, are publishing me. Harlequin are going to publish me. It's like, yeah, you've had like three grand off them or four grand off them or whatever for your book, your manuscripts. But they're going to say to you, you have got to sell 2,000 books in your first three months, right, for example. Now, very, very few people know or have a, the status to be able to reach hundreds of thousands of potential readers to then turn that into two, three, four thousand readers um, and the time and the energy to do that. So it's a bit of a pitfall really for people. So it's glamour, but it's shite. Um, and a lot of people then lose their publishing contract because they don't meet that quite high threshold. Um, and uh, there's a misconception that publishing companies will market your book. They don't market a nobody's book. You've got to do it, okay? Even if they're a big fancy company, they don't market your book. It looks good that it's got their name on your book, but if you're an unknown and it's your first book, um, the chances of you, people going, oh, I want to read that, are really slim. So it is a bit of a trap. Um, And sometimes you have to give the money back that they've given you, because that was part of the agreement. We'll pay you for this book, but you've got to make it successful, you know? So I'm never going to go down, well, I don't think I'll ever go down the traditional publishing route unless in the next few years somebody approaches me and offers me a great deal, but I'm not going to run after it and chase it. So we're going to do fully self-published, I think, going forward. Um, And I have got my book, Pretty Girls Gone, sitting. And I have done for a while now. Um, But my priority was no contact, no narc. And I'm studying and I've got the kids and I've got the house in Crete and just normal life as well. So she kind of, that book's just sort of sat a bit. But we're good to go. So I just suddenly had a thought then. I think I'm just going to self, fully self-pub it and get it out. I need the money. I like the money. Uh, it's a great book. And why not? 
like I don't I'm not the sort of person that would be like embarrassed to be self-published it's just not how I roll I'm pleased with the book and I'm proud of this quality of writing and I love the story so why would the fact that it's going to be fully self-published have any impact on that I'm not that egotistical um so I'll tell you a little bit about it just to build up obviously people are following the hashtag hashtag pretty girls gone um, if you want to follow the hashtag, and I'll obviously use that hashtag if I do a YouTube video on it, or and obviously when it gets released, it just means you can chase the hashtag over social media and you'll get updates and information if you do that. Also find me on Instagram, I am the Narcissist Hunter there, um, and you'll get certainly get updated there. So Pretty Girls Gone was inspired a little bit by my childhood with narcissistic parents and also inspired by my observations and interactions with a similar, similarly um, toxic couple. So um, you've got a narcissist, a Casanova psychopath and you have a malignant codependent female and um, some I've, I have read that malignant codependency is actually also narcissism um, but let's just go with that. Okay, so I've got quite a good deal of experience of this type of relationship dynamic and um, I always try to write about narcissists that I feel I know so I have to draw on personal experience for, the, for them to be a good quality character because I write in the first person narrative so you listen and hear the abuser and the victim and the bystander and the enabler think when you read my books and my characters um, it's always from all different viewpoints through the storyline and so I took my childhood being raised by this type of couple and my more recent experience with this type of couple. And what kept sort of standing out at me was the fact that there was almost a deliberate attack on my mental health and, and emotional stability and loyalty to such an extent that at times I felt my only way out was trigger warning, was suicide. And I thought... That's really interesting. If you've got a couple that constantly are either uh, getting back together or maintaining this hot and cold relationship and then other victims, particularly female victims, are getting drawn in and spat out, drawn in and spat out. And they all have a similar experience to me, which is exactly what happens with narcissists. It's all the same stuff over and over again, just different, same narc, different victim. Um, and suicidal ideation and suicidal attempts and some suicidal successes are a common theme, I thought, surely is that not a form of serial killer? If you're knowingly t absorbing somebody and grooming them and then getting to the p them to the point where they kill themselves, are you a serial killer if you do that to more than one victim? And I thought, ooh, that's a fucking interesting one. So the storyline of Pretty Girls Gone is very much focused around this couple. And who kind of are ruling this small community. Um, it's a fictional community um, in the Cornish Moors. I've already done a book based on the Cornish coast. It's called The Forgivers Club. Um, and I did this because the Cornish Moors, like all Moors, are mystical and dark and funky and very weather reactive, you know. Um, and there's a really, you can really do some nice writing around it. And it's bleak, it's desolate, it's isolated. And I sort of, the, 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 the village to me represents social media and how a victim of narcissistic abuse, as long as you're doing okay and you're good getting on well with the narcissist and you're not rocking any boats, you're part of the community, aren't you? Everything's okay, everything looks okay. But as soon as you stand up to a narcissist, 
the cult turns on you and you're lost, you're adrift, you're nothing, you're no one. Um, so this village kind of represents social media and how it's like a cult. And they're absolutely, totally ruled, very very covertly, using lots of coercive control, um, rewarding, gifting, parties, you know, luxurious food, uh, there's a lot of flattery. And then there's a deep misogyny in this village where, you know, the, the women are not treated respectfully, but they're absolutely obsessed over and admired for their unusual beauty. Like, they're, the women from, from Lamphia are particularly attractive. Um, so there's lots of little kind of connotations in here and what makes it, I think, quite, quite an interesting read. And the story goes on that young, pretty women in the village... Um, start dropping like flies, okay? Um, and a, a, a young woman had committed suicide about 15, 20 years prior. Um, and there was a cover-up and what have you. And suddenly it almost feels like it's happening again. And a girl commits suicide and there's rumours that she was seeing somebody from outside the village. And that got kind of brushed under the carpet. This is, again, I think, representative of social media and abuse and people being, refusing to take account, make accountability or, you know, being also being a bit kind of mind-fogged. You know, it's like, well, the narcissist couldn't possibly have been involved because he is really nice um, sort of attitude. And then another girl does it. And, um, and suddenly things heat up a little bit. And the person that notices this, what seems to be a pattern, is... A girl in the village who has been sort of ostracised. She's um, she's been given a masculine role, which is very unusual. She sort of looks after her dad, who is a violent alcoholic, um, and she's a tomboy, which is very much against the village's culture. Um, she believes that she's ugly. She believes she's unattractive. So she's taken on a different role to the other women. Therefore, kind of isn't really part of the typical um, community. Um, and she's lonely and she's isolated. Um, but she's smart AF. And she sees these patterns. And one of the girls was one of her best friends. So she starts... I don't want to use the word investigating because it sounds Channel 5 movie But she starts digging about and poking about. And the, uh, the sort of... Uh, the, the, the couple at the top of the tree with this lot. They're called the lady, Lord and the Lady. They take her under their wing. And they, they start kind of... Well, they, they take her under their wing, okay? And she gets deeper and deeper embedded in this family. And there's housekeepers and uh, horses and a butler and, you know. And the story moves on from there. But what I can say is there's a, sort of, a supernatural thriller tone to it um, because I based it on the story of the white hairs in Cornwall and the white hairs in Cornish mythology are supposed to be the spirits of young women who died of heartbreak so it was going to be called the white hairs but we've changed it to pretty girls gone but in the story there is a hair and she narrates but there is also the murderer who narrates serial killer I suppose who narrates and then you've got all these other characters so it's it's and there's a fabulous twists, not to, and I'm not even kidding you on, right? Lots of twists all the way through, some nice sort of slightly sexy bits. Um, 
lots of narration around the weather and the countryside and just strange little traditions this culty little village has. Um, so there's a mild fantasy element to it. And I'm pr- really proud of it. Uh, I'm chuffed to bits with the ending. I, I specialise in a karmic ending. Um, and if you've read The Notch, uh, you'll know that I, I am good at karmic endings. You, you can read some of the most dark, awful, horrible stuff. But the, it, I always make sure that the goody wins. And I make sure that she or he wins with... Um, with a bang and it might not always be legal okay um so i'm chuffed with pretty girls gone love the cover went a bit down a slightly different alley with this design um and i think i'm gonna i mean it is a tale of narcissistic abuse and how far it can take people um so and there's lots of different narcissists in it there is women in it as well so i'm quite chuffed so yeah i'm really pleased i've had that idea i think we will just go to to self-publish it so i'm hoping if i can go through and edit then my partner can do an upload and a format for me and we can have it up and out ideally ideally in four weeks so this is just a wee podcast to reintroduce pretty girls gone to anybody that's new to my podcast um and I hope you read it and buy it.